This is the Automation World Get Your Questions Answered podcast, where we connect with industry experts to get the answers you need about industrial automation technologies. This podcast series is sponsored by Allied Electronics and Automation, carrying the most automation and control brand names in North America. Now, the questions posed in this podcast series all come from automation technology users like yourself across the process and discrete manufacturing industries. I'm David Greenfield, Director of Content for Automation World, and the question we'll be answering in this episode is, how to ensure mobile device safety and security for industrial use? Now, to answer this reader question, we're speaking today with David Hoyson of Phoenix Contact, a supplier of multiple automation-related technologies, ranging from connectors and cables to HMIs and PLCs to sensors, power supplies, and industrial communication technologies. So, David, the reader question we received asked how to address both safety and security of mobile devices in industrial settings. And while these two issues are increasingly being addressed together, let's, let's first discuss them individually, starting with safety first. And given that, what are the key safety considerations companies should address surrounding mobile device use in discrete manufacturing and processing, respectively? Well, first off, uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to join you on this podcast. Um, I think this is we're going to cover a lot of really good content here. Um, and then second, so what are the, the key safety considerations um, companies should address with mobile devices? And first off, you know, there's a couple different aspects of this. But first off, I think first and foremost is the obvious is, you know, listen to your OSHA specifications. You know, don't walk around staring at your iPad when you're on the plant floor. Right. You know, kind of some some real obvious ones like that. Um, when you talk about functional safety, I would not necessarily tie uh, functional safety to a mobile device. You know, for example, you don't want to control your e-stop over the Wi-Fi network. You want to push the e-stop and, you know, instantaneously shut off your machine. Um, but then once you start connecting to, you know, mobile networks and cellular networks, you also have to start thinking about a couple other different aspects. So, for example, whenever uh, <clears throat> some devices will be connected to, say, a cellular network or, um, you know, the local uh, Wi-Fi network so that, say, OEMs or technicians can access a machine remotely for troubleshooting to do program updates, update firmware on, you know, on the components. And, Having this ability to make changes on a machine remotely can definitely pose a safety concern since, say, operators local to the machine will typically expect it to perform in a certain way. And if remote maintenance is being done, that machine may not be operable. It may suddenly behave differently. Um, so to alleviate this concern, we actually had a customer who they implemented a stack light on the machine locally that'll illuminate if somebody is kind of performing some remote maintenance on it. And they have a breaker that actually halts machine operation whenever a maintenance tunnel is active so that a operator locally is not actually using the machine. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, the motor kicks on. Um, so there's a couple different ways that you can approach this from the, the local scenario all the way up to say remote maintenance and troubleshooting. 
I noticed the examples you gave were fairly general, but is there anything in particular related to mobile device use, such as class one div two concerns in the process industries that users should be aware of, or the safety issues largely the same, regardless of whether you're in the process or discrete industries? Yeah, sure. And you might have some some different classifications like class one div two that uh, are applicable for process over discrete, but um, the way I see it, they're very similar. The consequences in process are just much more severe. Um, so when you have a process industry, you can have monetary or environmental costs. Um, typically in discrete, usually if somebody is just, if a machine um, operates in the, in the wrong manner and it causes a safety concern, typically it's you might maybe just injuring somebody or you're likely to get one death at most. Whereas you look in process, um, you can have, you, you know, many deaths. If the entire oil rig explodes, for an example, um, you know, you pose, you know, you know, hundreds of people's lives are at risk. And so the, the first thing for process that is the most important is just performing a hazard analysis and identifying how dangerous is this particular application and just kind of going through the different checks to to make sure that your process is falls within an acceptable range of damage. Okay. Thanks for clarifying that, David. So now that we've you know addressed the, the main safety concerns associated with mobile devices, uh, let's pivot to security. What are the biggest security concerns for industrial companies when it comes to the use of mobile devices in a plant? Yeah, definitely. So first and foremost, um, I would say lack of standardization is um, one of the biggest security concerns. You know, a lot of uh, companies have bring your own device uh, and that can really become an IT administrator's nightmare, uh, especially if you're bringing different mobile devices like cell phones and iPads onto the network. Uh, you had working with a bunch of different equipment manufacturers and component manufacturers that have different security settings um, inside of them. Uh, so different firewalls and ports that are open. Um, so really nailing down some of the access permissions is very important. So once a device is on the network, what all is can that uh, device access? So if you have technicians who need to support the entire network, you have to give them you know more access. But if you have somebody who just wants to troubleshoot one machine, you know, only give them uh, access to that machine. So kind of following uh, the principle of, of least privilege uh, when it comes to security. And then also when you think about mobile devices, you know, cellular is becoming more and more common. And so a lot of these cellular devices have access to the, the public cellular network. And so that can pose a concern. You don't wanna accidentally expose your entire operation um, so that some type of hacker can get in, can access the system, can shut down a process. And so there's different ways you can secure cellularly with uh, setting up private APNs and networks with cellular providers so that you're actually not just wide open on the public cellular network. You kind of create your own private tunnel within the, the cellular network. So there's a couple different things you can do to really secure it down um, in those senses. Now, speaking of the cellular networks you just referenced, is that something that your internal IT group needs to set up, or is this something you need to establish with your cellular provider? 
Yeah, so you'd have to set it up with your cellular provider and the way that it works, so every device that connects to the cellular network, they are given a APN or an access point name. And if you're using Verizon, the, their default one is VZW internet or AT&T would be broadband. <clears throat> and say that you wanna create a private network on uh, Verizon or AT&T, you would have to reach out to uh, the prospective cellular provider. And there's a, a, a pretty substantial upfront cost. I think it's usually around $5,000. And what they do is they essentially install a, a bunch of Cisco routers in their back end, and they will give you a, a whole um, portfolio of IP addresses that you can use and only you can use. Um, so you can connect all of your devices through those IP addresses. They handle all of the routing in the back end uh, so that everything is completely closed off except for the devices that you've told them that you, can, that you want to be able to talk to each other. Okay. Thanks for explaining that, David. So unlike the safety issues, which, as we were discussing earlier, can, you know, vary from industry to industry and vertical to vertical, uh, you know, depending on the types of equipment used and, the, and obviously the level of risk involved, as you were mentioning as well, I would think that security issues would largely be the same regardless of whether the operation is discrete or process. Is that a correct assumption or are there differences between them? So at a high level, they are very much the same. Um, when you look at it uh, a little more detailed, in process, you have more serial heart devices, other non-TCP IP-based devices that might make it a little more difficult to disrupt. Um, in some of these process devices, they're not necessarily connected to a central IT network. Um, but a lot of times in process, you do have maybe more remote devices and if they're connected to say cellular networks, um, you just have kind of a wider network that you have to secure. And um, that's kind of the, the main differences in process. But then when you look at discrete, a lot of times you are more likely connected to a central IT network, um, but you do have to worry about maybe some uh, OEMs having administrative access to machines for, for troubleshooting and remote maintenance, like I was discussing earlier. Okay, understood. Now, earlier I mentioned that safety and security are two issues that are increasingly being addressed in tandem around various automation technologies in multiple industries, since both safety and security are essentially aimed at reducing risks that never completely go away. But is this something that can be done with mobile devices too, or are they just too different from industrial automation systems where it's more possible to conjoin the two approaches around safety and security? Yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to implement with mobile devices um, since a lot of times security comes from IT and safety comes from control engineering. So you're kind of working with two different departments. Um, and whenever you have mobile devices, you do kind of forego a lot of this centralized control um, that you typically have with closed networks. But this does not mean you cannot necessarily have a safe and secure environment. Um, and when you look at safety and security, technology is only really one aspect of it. There's also people and processes that are involved as well. So, for example, if you look at um, the electric power industry, they follow a standard called NERC-SIP. And there's many sections about technology, but there's also sections about physical security, uh, training your personnel the implementing processes and then recovering from an event. Um, so if you think about it a little more holistically, 
you know, you can have a safe and secure environment um, if you follow the right procedures. Now, we've addressed a lot here today, David. So I'm, I'm looking to recap this uh, as a takeaway for our listeners. So based on your experience uh, working with customers across industries, what would you say are the top factors, uh, a short list, if you will, of the primary safety and security factors associated with mobile device use and plants uh, that end users should focus on first and foremost? Yeah, so first off, looking at safety, um, the, the hazard and risk analysis of the operation is first and foremost. Um, you wanna, if you're gonna implement any type of mobile devices, you wanna make sure that no new hazards will exist when those devices are added. So you'll have to do a hazard and a risk analysis on each of the individual pieces of equipment, but then also over the entire system. So if you have one component or a machine talking to another machine, you know, make sure by adding that mobile connection that you're not gonna increase any type of hazard or risk into the, the process. And then whenever you look at um, security, the, um, the most important thing is really focusing on it, you know, focus on defense and depth. So again, technology is really just one aspect of it. You can close down ports and put firewall rules in place, but technology is not, not always gonna be perfect. Um, so it's really crucial to train employees on the correct process. Um, putting physical security practices in place is something as simple as just locking the control cabinet so that um, any random person doesn't have access to it. Um, and then finally, once you've taken care of the training of the employees, um, putting basic security practices in place, you can start to then look at the uh, the techno or like the technological security uh, factors, like building the firewalls and giving access permissions and uh, those kinds of things. Well, thank you for joining me for this podcast, David, and thanks to all of our listeners. And please keep watching this space for more installments of Automation World Get Your Questions Answered. And remember to visit our website at www.automationworld.com to stay on top of the latest industrial automation technology insights, trends, and news.